My name is Anna. You have found your way to the paranormal avenue. If at any time you find yourself a little scared, just remember I will be here to hold your hand in the dark. If you have a tale of the paranormal, do share, and maybe you'll find that you yourself belong here in our neighborhood. Submit your story at paranormalavenuepodcast at gmail.com. Now, let us begin. Hi, my name is Jaden, and I would love to be a part of this, and I'm attaching the following story. Something tried to climb into my window. To this day, I can't find a logical explanation for what I saw. I have been wanting to share this story for a long time and I am just getting the chance to sit down and put this experience into words. I am unsure if anyone that can help will hear this, but if you do and have any possible idea or theory as to what I saw, please let me know. I also want to add that I am not the best writer, but I am going to try my best to paint a clear picture of what I saw. This experience is 100% true and is the most frightening event to ever happen to me. Mostly because I have yet to think of a realistic explanation. I live in upstate New York and my family owns around 10 acres of land surrounded by field and woods. I have always had experiences growing up in this house. Maybe more stories to come, but anyway, it was late at night, close to 1 to 2 a.m. when this occurred. I have a window at the end of my bed that has an AC in. It's about 8 feet from my window to the grass below. My cat, Hudson, loves to jump up on open windows and lay across and press against the screen. This night, he had decided to jump up on that open window. I had totally forgot that the screen to my window was out due to the AC. I didn't realize this until I heard Hudson hissing and screeching at something outside the window. I assumed it was some sort of animal, maybe a raccoon, and tried to call him in. Suddenly, he had fallen out the window and started screeching. I have never heard him make a sound like this before, and I jumped out of bed to go outside and get him. I went to my little brother's room to have him help me go find my cat. I was really nervous, because he's gotten out before and has been missing for days on end, so my fear of the dark was thrown out the window in this moment. I had my flashlight on and sprinted out the door. I went to the side of the house where my window was. 
I made the turn and shined my flashlight on the area. What I saw was not my cat, but a seven to eight feet figure trying to scale the walls of my house and reach into my open window. One of the creature's back legs were pressed against the house while the front legs had a hold of my window sill. The creature noticed my flashlight and looked in my direction. It had deep red eyes that kept me frozen in my spot. The creature stared me straight in the eyes and proceeded to let go of the house and move towards the field on the side. But it didn't go on all fours. Whatever this thing was, stood on its back legs and ran quickly into the field. In the darkness, I was able to make out what looked like a set of horns or antlers on this thing's head. Its height on its back legs was at least seven to eight feet tall, and it did not look at all like a human. Its posture was slightly hunched over, and its arms swayed to the side of it as it moved. They hung close to the level of what I guess would be its knees. My little brother was in the front of the house looking for my cat, so I went to grab him and help me look in the field the creature ran into. At this point, I think my adrenaline was going so fast, I didn't completely process what I had seen. We got close to the field and saw absolutely nothing. No cat or creature. We made our way back to the front to look for my cat on the other side of the house. Without saying anything, my brother and I froze. We both looked towards the trees and bushes at the side of the house and saw them rustling. We heard this painfully loud shrieking and we booked it to the front door. I have no idea if what we heard was that creature or some other animal, but I had an awful gut feeling standing in that driveway. It wasn't safe and I couldn't have my brother out there. I locked the door quickly and went to the back porch sliding door and saw my cat waiting at the door to be let in. He is the type to escape and be out for days with no issue. He has never once just come to the back door after getting out. He looked scared. His tail was the bushiest I have ever seen, and the poor thing was shaking. He ran inside and stayed away from the windows and doors the rest of the night. I have only told this story in this much detail to my boyfriend, and even then, it is so difficult to explain what I had seen, heard, and felt that night. The gut feeling that something was not right, and we could be in serious danger, was nothing I have felt before, until that night. 
The most memorable part of that experience was the feeling I got when the creature stared into my soul with those ugly, deep, red eyes. I have nightmares about this event, and I see its eyes often when I close mine. It took me a long time to process and analyze what I had seen, but the closest I can describe this creature and its stature is if you search up Wendigo depictions. I am not completely sure if it was a Wendigo, but I do live fairly close to a so-called Wendigo territory in New York. The whole experience freaks me out thinking about it and thought I'd finally share. When dreams seem so real, they may be more than just a dream. By Michelle UK While visiting a small farm in the countryside of Ireland, I saw an old woman tending to a small number of sheep near one of our stops. This was new to me, beautiful, and quite picturesque. It was a great opportunity to get some shots. While randomly snapping pictures, I was met with the hostile stare of this little woman. It was a stare of pure hatred and contempt. She began pointing at me and speaking in the native language, which I didn't recognize or speak. She seemed to grow more and more agitated as the minutes progressed. She was soon joined by a younger woman, who tried to calm her down as she too stared at me. I had no idea what I could have done to upset her, as this was my first time being in the country. After this encounter, I was perplexed, and I decided to remain on board with the driver the next go-around. He informed me that he had witnessed my little incident at our previous stop. He then told me that the old lady was upset because of the privileged lifestyle that foreigners had in comparison to those like her. He told me that her words were curses of envy. He laughed and reminded me not to forget to visit the blessed stones of our next stop, as it would be a good idea seeing I had been cursed and could use some seriously good luck. The tour progressed and it was a long, tiring day, with the final stop being the lucky stop. By this time, I was truly exhausted, and the shock of my earlier encounter and warning had worn off. So, I made the decision to stay put and skipped the final stop. This was a decision I would come to regret. The next day, I began to show signs of anxiety, poor appetite, fatigue, and overall restlessness. For the next few nights, 
My dreams were invaded by sheer terrors and unimaginable horrors. Darkness and things in the dark. Things that my logical mind couldn't grasp or accept. The combination of these things began wearing me down even more. I quickly started suffering from sleep paralysis, in which I could only open my eyes but could not move. As this happened more often, I started being visited by a dark ghoulish figure that seemed to hide in the corner of the room, right out of the reach of the light that came in between the cracks of the dusty blinds. This thing seemed to know when I was most vulnerable and heavily held in paralysis. The deeper the paralysis, the closer this thing physically got to me. One night I dreamed I had been excavating in an underground cave. Me and my team were, were digging and slowly breaking away rock looking for historic items, buried long ago. The whole team was so busy at their tasks that no one realized that the underground cave had started filling with water. At first, we all blew it off, knowing that the water would spread into the other chambers. The water rushed in faster and faster, catching us off guard. My heart was racing, now realizing I was really in peril. We all scrambled to climb up and out of the opening, which seemed to stretch farther and farther away. The water kept getting deeper and deeper. As I crawled for the exit, I was out of breath and stopped thinking about others and thought only about getting myself out. There was screaming and panic everywhere. As I reached the top, just only feet away from climbing out the opening, the site caved in and closed. The water was almost to the top of the cave. I could only breathe in the few inches at the top, and even that was almost gone. I could feel myself drowning, both in my dream and in real life. I was losing consciousness, and I knew I was dying. I was out of air. My limbs were painful, and my ability to hold on was fading. Finally, I woke, but still in paralysis, and face to face with this dark figure. As I broke free, I sat straight up, gasping for air, huffing and puffing. My night vision hadn't kicked in, and the room was pitch black. I remember trying to say something, but my mouth wouldn't form any words, not even a scream, and my eyes wouldn't focus. I was gasping to fill my lungs. It took what seemed like forever for me to clear my head. 
That dream was the most vivid, active, and lifelike dream I've ever had. If in fact it was a dream at all. I wonder if it's possible to simply not wake up. Or was it something else keeping me from breathing? One thing for sure, it scared me deeply. I am not sure about the luck of the Irish, but I am now a true believer in curses. The very next day, our driver helped me find a green witch who lived in the small township, and I was able to get some help. This incident did not curb my future travels, but I now tread lightly when visiting abroad. Word to the wise. When visiting places less fortunate than where you are from, try to notice and realize the privileges you are afforded that others only dream of and hate you for. If you are enjoying this podcast, please let us know and tell a friend. Your support is greatly appreciated and makes it possible. If you would like to advertise with us and grow your business or spread your message, again you may reach out to us at paranormalavenuepodcast at gmail.com. The Box I visited the New York State Fair for the first time and wanted to bring home a souvenir. I did that and even more. When visiting the agriculture barn, I noticed several things agricultural. Simple and fun things you would expect to see. It was time to move on to see other places, so I started heading out. Before leaving, I spotted a lone booth near the exit. It seemed out of place that there were no banners, brochures, or anyone attending the space for that matter. On the ag floor were small items laying about with no order or arrangement. Among the items was a wooden box. It was simple and stained with what seemed like watermarks. I opened the box and in it I found a piece of paper that read free to take. So I decided to take it that I have always been crafty so I thought it would make a good storage place for my keepsakes. So I scooped up the box and headed to my next stop. Along the way, I picked up a vendor's bag to make things easier. At the end of my day, I returned home and all was well. I settled back into my normal routine and the days passed as normal. One day, things were kind of slow, so I remembered my box project. After a lot of rub and polish, I placed the box on my living room table. One night, while resting, I turned over in my bed. Now facing the hallway, I could see directly down to the kitchen. 
At the end of the hallway is a small nightlight that puts out just enough to cut the darkness. Then I see something in the darkness, but it is too far away to make it out in the low light. I continue to watch and I realize that whatever this is is getting closer. After a few seconds more I realized that this was a hand or something covered in fire that I could not quite make out coming up the hallway slowly stretching out at me. This continued for three consecutive nights with this burning hand getting closer to me each night. Sleep came at a premium. Desperate for an escape and an answer to what was happening, I sought help from my church. To my surprise, the church brushed off my concerns and replaced them with accusations of poor attendance being the issue. I received no help. Later that evening, I returned home to find my table covered with little black bugs and a black liquid in and around the box. This dark liquid ran from the box to the center of the table. I knew that this was the reason for all of my problems. I was afraid to physically touch the box again, so I collected it using the tablecloth. Right before sunset, I drove around thinking about how to dispose of the box before finally deciding to bury it deep in a vacant field at the end of a farm road. I know this may seem reckless, but I could not risk this box being found. I truly pray that it never will. Liz The Entity I am not really sure what to do at this point as I do not have the option of moving out. So I am stuck. Okay, so I moved into this house with two friends. Everything started off fine, but soon changed. Let me start off by first saying that I can see and sense things normal people usually cannot. My friends jokingly say I am a baby medium. I myself somewhat agree, but tend to close myself off a lot from these sorts of things, but every once in a while I would still see them. Not always too drastic, sometimes just bad feelings about things. Recently I started seeing full-on shadows and things in the mirror. I am not going to lie, this is the most paranormal experience I have had in such a short time, so I am starting to get a little worried, but I am not scared as of now. A few days ago, one of my roommates took a picture of herself in a mirror and saw a woman standing behind her with bangs and red hair. The woman was dressed in a long white dress clear as day. It freaked her out. We cleaned the house as soon as we saw it, and it was good for a while. 
But this week, we started having weird things happen. There were things being thrown across the room. We started hearing dogs and cats in areas they are not in. Lights began turning on and off and now bees and spiders somehow getting in the house. I do not mean one or two. I mean like 20 plus at a time. I did some divination asking gods and spirit guides for answers. The object that I think it's attached to is this really old TV that is heavy and would take a moving crew to remove. I am not sure what else can be done. We are now afraid and my roommates and I think that is also feeding it. I will not be talking to this spirit. It's definitely negative and I am not risking things getting worse. Earlier we tried to do a spell with the dirt from a graveyard and it ended up almost catching the house on fire. This seemed to make it angrier. Again nothing has seemed to work. Both me and my roommates have witnessed more and more each day. I mentioned bringing a priest into the house, but one of my roommates is a pagan witch and does not believe it will work. I am at a loss. Nothing we tried has worked. The entity is too strong and my roommates are too stubborn to listen to recommendations. I have had to deal with this sort of thing my whole life, but again they are not listening to me. So I am saving up to move out. If you or any of your listeners have any suggestions, I am open to trying. Thanks. Rachel from Montreal. The street lights are now on, and it's time to say goodbye. The avenue is safe once again. <laughs>